Press play with Coach K, Episode 3. Clean up on aisle 5. Let's go. You're listening to Press Play with Coach K. I'm your host, Kimberly Monroe. My mission is to inspire professional women to take the leap towards health, wealth, and happiness. I'll share practical tips and inspiring stories to help you be the boss of your business, your body, and your bank account. For more tips and to sign up for our newsletter, visit us at PressPlayWithCoachK.com. Are you ready to press play? Okay, let's get started. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Press Play with Coach K. I am your host, Kimberly Monroe, and this is now the third episode of my podcast, and I'm I'm so happy that you guys chose to tune in and listen to me today, wherever in the world you might be. So I wanted to talk a little bit about something that seems to be really confusing. And sometimes you would swear it's downright terrifying. And it's related to probably the most common question that I'm asked. And that is, So what do you eat? I promise y'all if I had a quarter for every time someone asked me about my eating habits or observed them, commented on them, um, I would have a stack of quarters like sky high. So a couple things about me. Anybody who knows me knows that I love food. I was raised in a family of extremely great cooks. My family eats for every occasion. We can come up with every excuse in the world to gather with all of our pots and pans and chafing dishes and sternos and and all of that. Eating in my family is is a downright production. And the craziest thing is that all of the men in my family, including my father, uh, my grandfather, all of my uncles, my male cousins, um, specifically on my father's side of the family, are not just average cooks, but they're all phenomenal cooks. So I I love to eat. Um, the second thing about me is that I'm a pretty regimented eater. And um, <laughs> it's so funny, for a, a period of time, my sister and I used to work together. And I just remember her commenting at one point, she says, you know, I never really realized like how structured your eating schedule is. And that's been more so something that I've developed over time. Number one, because I don't like to be hungry. And number two, I am highly physically active. So, you know, the more you do, the the more your body tends to really require of you to, to fuel it, you know, for everyday activities and then some. So it's a really interesting thing. But the craziest thing is that when I prepare my meals, they're actually pretty boring because I tend to repeat variations of the same dishes. I do have some favorite things. Like, for example, I eat the same breakfast every day and have now for, I don't know, like 10 years. I love oatmeal and I love eggs. And I eat some variation of eggs and oatmeal every morning for breakfast. Like clockwork, it's the craziest thing. But The other thing is that when I dine out, I'm pretty adventurous with my food. And so barring bizarre animal parts, 
I'm willing to try almost any type of cuisine at least once, you know, before I say I don't like something. But what I've really found is the biggest reason people ask me, so what do you eat? Is probably because what they're really trying to get at when they ask that question is, what should I eat? And so I'm not going to do a whole big production on nutrition and nutrients and all that stuff today. But I really wanted to talk about the first step in changing your diet or starting to give your diet or your eating habits any amount of consideration is that dreaded trip to the grocery store. Um, The grocery store can be a very overwhelming place. So much that I read an, an article on NPR's website recently that cited a study from the American Heart Association and the International Food Information Council Foundation that reported 95% of grocery shoppers report that they, at least sometimes, look for healthy options when they grocery shop. But only about 28% of those people said that they found it easy to determine which products are good for them and which products are not good for them. So just let that sink in for a moment. Most people look for healthy options, but not as many of them find it easy to even decide what healthy even is or what that means. The second thing that was interesting about the study is that the place that most people look to find Um, information when selecting foods at the store was nutrition labels and ingredient lists. So people are searching somewhere on packaging if they can to try and figure out what they should choose when they're out buying groceries. So when you consider that food companies, meanwhile, are constantly adding labels, icons, all sorts of information to market to us as consumers. But it really begs the question, is it really helping if people are still leaving the grocery store just as confused as, you know, when when they got there? I mean, think about all the buzzwords that we're constantly bombarded with. Gluten-free, cage-free, fat-free, hormone-free. Whole grain, low calorie, low fat, low glycemic index, no antibiotics, no cholesterol, no added sugar, non-GMO, organic, grass-fed, superfoods, probiotics. Like, seriously, are are you confused yet? (laughs) and, and, And we hear all these buzzwords and these catchphrases, and more often than not, people just don't even know what a lot of that stuff means, and... Food companies are slapping these labels and this wording on their packaging as a way to to draw us in to make a selection as we're pushing our cart and sort of perusing up and down the aisles. Then there are the marketing claims. This product will lower your cholesterol. That product will reduce your risk of high blood pressure. This product, if you eat it, will reduce your risk of heart disease. And just trying to figure out whether or not any of that information is true or or what it all means. You know, it can really be a lot to take in. Um, We hear so many things from so many different sources and it's understandable how overwhelming it can all be. So, um, like I said, I'm not gonna get into a whole lot of specifics about nutrients and and that kind of thing, but just to get us 
thinking about these things and and to start a a conversation about nutrition and and diet and and eating habits, I'm going to just do a little quick list of tips and strategies that you can use that will make your trip to the grocery store a little less overwhelming and hopefully will end up with some good stuff in the cart. So probably my number one thing is shop with a list. This is helpful for so many reasons. Number one, if you're super busy like me, it you know, maximizes the time that you get out of spending in the grocery store and it makes your trip more efficient. If you're meal prepping, it helps you make sure that you don't forget any ingredients that you need for whatever you're planning for the week. And then, of course, we're all budget conscious, so it definitely will keep you on track with your budget. So making a list is important. I am officially a woman in my 40s, and I will tell you that the mental list just doesn't work for me anymore. I always end up leaving the store, forgetting something. So I like to make sure these days that I make a list, either written or, you know, make a little memo in my phone about what I'm actually going to pick up. Um, The second thing I would say is uh, choose whole foods. Now, I know the term whole foods is a buzzword. It's also a brand name, side note, but we're talking about not the brand name, not the store, but choose whole foods. What do I mean by that? Eat food in its natural form or state or as close to in its natural state as possible. So, for example, if you were going to be buying snacks for your kids, instead of buying gummy apple snacks, buy an apple or buy apple slices if you need convenience. So try to eat food in its natural state or as close to its natural state as possible. If it's a packaged food, then go for short ingredient lists. So that way, you know, you're hopefully more often than not ensuring that that food has been processed as little as possible. The third thing I'd say, if you're a meat eater, would be to choose lean cuts of meat. And by lean, I mean cuts or parts of you know, whatever animal you're buying, whether it's chicken or beef or, or pork, um, that naturally have less fat or that the fat has been trimmed off. So we know that there are certain cuts of beef, for example, that are naturally more marbled. The fat is, you know, more intermingled with the flesh um, than others. Um, so those might be cuts that you want to avoid. So I would say if you're going to eat meat, just make sure you choose lean cuts of meat. So the next thing that I would say is, Don't overlook frozen produce. Frozen produce can be a a great, lesser expensive alternative to buying fresh fruits and vegetables. And believe it or not, frozen is sometimes actually more affordable. Another great thing about frozen produce is that nutrients are locked in because of how quickly they're frozen after being picked. And frozen vegetables are a great alternative, um, you know, for when you're doing quick meals and prep. So while, you know, fresh is great, and I know that there are certain times when I prefer fresh fruits and vegetables, depending on, you know, if I'm grabbing an apple or an orange for a snack, or if I'm buying, you know, onions and peppers for a recipe, um, there are plenty of times where I just keep frozen fruit and vegetables on hand for things like tossing in a smoothie, putting in my oatmeal in the morning, or if I'm really being efficient or lazy, depending on how you want to call it, with my meal prep, I might grill some fish and just separate the my plastic containers with my meat and, you know, a palm full or more of frozen vegetables and just pop it in the microwave when I'm at, at work. So frozen fruits and vegetables are a great inexpensive alternative to fresh and you don't lose any nutrient content by purchasing um, frozen. 
probably one of the biggest grocery store tips is to shop the perimeter of the grocery store. Um, I know this sounds a little bit crazy, but you would be amazed at what goes into what I like to call grocery store design psychology. Um, There is a reason that your milk and your eggs and those items tend to be all the way in the back of the store so that there's all this other stuff that you have to pass by to get to it. But what you'll typically find in most grocery stores is that the perimeter of the store, those outside areas are where you'll find your meat, your seafood, dairy, eggs, and produce. Now, warning, you will also often find the bakery and the deli there as well. So just, you know, be aware. And and not to say that center aisles are, are evil, um, but typically, you know, your, your whole food items, like the ones I mentioned before, are what's going to be on the outer area of the perimeter of the grocery store. Now, there are some great finds in your aisles, such as, um, you know, staples that you keep on hand, like your nuts, your nut butters, seeds, um, various oils, canned fish, um, spices, and then your whole grain items like your oatmeal and brown rice and that kind of thing. Um, which leads me to my next point, number six. Speaking of um, staples, think about buying your healthy staples in bulk. So I know that there are things that I like to have on hand all the time. For example, dried beans, um, quinoa, oatmeal, brown rice, lentils, nuts. Um, These are items that typically have pretty long shelf lives. And so buying them in bulk means you don't have to shop for them as often and you build a great base with them and you always kind of have them on hand in your cupboard for, you know, easy use. And those are things that you don't have to take frequent trips to the grocery store to get. So you can buy some of your healthy staples in bulk. And then one of the last tips I have is if you live in an area that does a farmer's market, check it out. Farmer's markets can be great places to get locally grown produce. Sometimes the prices are better. Um, You might get great seasonal produce items. You may even find some great specialty homemade items. I know that there was a farmer's market I used to frequent when I lived in Orlando, Florida, that had some great, you know, like homemade granolas or honey, you know, just really great healthy items that you may not otherwise see in a grocery store. So a farmer's market is a is a great place to, to try out finding some new items. And you might even make a friend or like me, pet all the dogs, who knows. Um, so those are just a, a couple of really quick tips that I wanted to give you to make your trip to the grocery store a little less overwhelming. Um, what I'm really planning to do in a future episode is dive in a little bit more, just talking about some of the nuances of nutrition and you know, meal prepping and planning and that kind of thing. But I was hoping that today we could just lighten your load as you gear up to go in the grocery store and try to make some healthier choices. I hope this was really helpful. So do me a favor, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. If you like this and other episodes, make sure you share it with a friend. And I'm so looking forward to chatting with you guys next time. Y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening to Press Play with Coach K where we show you how to be the boss of your business, your body, and your bank account. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and also share. And don't forget to visit us at pressplaywithcoachk.com for more tips and strategies and to sign up for our newsletter.